welcome back to the Wentworth CM Club podcast for Wig Week. This is our second episode we're recording, and it's your host Chase here, and we have Adam and Zach, our co-hosts, and today we have a very special guest, Dave Lisa, and she is a senior in the construction management program at Wentworth Institute of Technology. Dave Lisa, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, would you love I would love if you told us, you know, how you found Wentworth and found yourself in construction management and the construction industry. Hi, Chase. Thank you very much for having me here. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, the reason that I chose Wentworth Institute of Technology was because it is a very known university for construction management um, and for the whole construction industry. Many of the students in, at Wentworth, they can find their way um, in the construction um, straight just right after graduation. So I found a great opportunity um, to go to Wentworth. And did you, when, like, how did it all work? I'm always curious with these, um, with international students that I know, did you ever tour Wentworth before? um accepting the offer or did you just accept it and then come here and you know your first day on campus was the first time you ever saw it so I was here before so I came here in 2017 and I started in the spring of 2020 oh okay but before I went a couple times I didn't do like the official tour but um you know I was familiar with the school and all that so so you said you're in the continuing education program, is that right? Yes. So what exactly, like, how does that kind of differ from, um, like, the so Chase, Adam, and I are all in the regular, like, four-year bachelor's program. How does that continuing ed program sort of differ from that and as far as, like, classes and, like, time frame for graduating? So there are different classes, and I think there are six years to graduate, but uh, I transfer classes from Venezuela and Massasoit too. And then also you're supposed to take only two classes per semester because you are working in the morning and then going to the classes at night. And I'm taking four or five classes. So it's a, yeah, it's a lot. Oh, really? Um, do you still work or do you just go to class like, you know, we yeah. do? No, yeah, I still work. So oh, wow. I work seven to three or uh, two, four. So generally it's like nine hours, eight hours um, day. And then I go to classes at 5.30. Wow. So, you know, it makes for a long day for sure. Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah. Does that ever get like tired? Does that ever like burn you out or anything? Yeah, I get really tired and cranky. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it, it's nice because in the morning I can work. Um, the homeworks is the only problem because I try to find a way, you know, to do my homework and then go into the class and then going to work. So it's so much of stuff to deal with. Um, but beside that, I, you know, no struggle too much. No, that's awesome. I like, I work like two days a week and I can barely do it. I can't imagine working full time and then going to school full time. <laughs> Yeah, it's too, it's too much. And definitely, you know, if you guys, if, um, you know, need to, you will find a way to do it. Yeah, you'll be surprised. 
Definitely. I'm studying remotely right now in Southern California. So my days start, you know, essentially three hours earlier because of the time difference. So I had some 5am classes. And then in a way, like I'm kind of at a disadvantage because if stuff is due at mid- midnight and the deadline is like 1159, it's really eight, like 9pm oh, wow. here. So that's been like a little bit to juggle but I don't mind the early but I can totally relate just getting like cranky at the end of the day those little things you know I'm like longing for the morning you know like sip of coffee yeah definitely yeah (laughs) yeah that's awesome Wentworth has that and you know helps enable students to get a good work life you know personal life balance so yeah that's really awesome to hear and for those listening and, you know, considering the construction management route and still want to work full time that they can do that. How did you go about kind of finding your co-op and what you wanted to do? Um, I'm not sure if you wanted to mention too, like where you did it and kind of um, some of the experiences that you got out of that and um, kind of how it's helping you decide where you want to eventually end up after graduation as far as what kind of position or what kind of industry you're looking to get into. Yeah, so the first one, very first one I got was on uh, the building inspector's department of Grantham, but that was like four months. Um, I found it by myself. Um, the second one was through Professor D'Angostino. Uh, he's the one that helped me out for this uh, second chance or co-op. I was there from since you know, from May to September, so five months. And then this one, I was looking for another uh, co-op or job opportunity and they gave me um, this one. So I have been there since September. So pretty much with six months, almost six months. All right, so are you here, like how did, was it hard to find somewhere that would employ you as an international student? Or I'm not sure like as far as the application process and like being able to work. In the United no, yeah, that, that, that absolutely makes sense. So I'm not a regular, I don't have the visa as a student. I have the visa as a refugee because I'm from Venezuela. So basically I can ask for political asylum since my country is kind of like falling apart. <laughs> so um, I ask for that. So they give you your social security, your uh, working visa. And from that pretty much, uh, you know, I can do pretty much anything, like have my bank account, I can work, I have my license, I can go to school and be in, uh, in a state. Because since I'm living here in Mass, I don't have to, you know, pay out a state tuition or even from another country will have to, so it's a big difference and things like that. That's awesome. That's good to hear because I know sometimes those things can get a little uh, complicated for sure, especially now during COVID when, you know, it's hard to find you know you can't just go somewhere and physically talk to someone it has to be online and websites and phone calls and emails i cannot see how it could get a little complicated so no it's definitely good to hear yeah and kind of like with the private schools versus the public for colleges the privates have you know a fixed tuition i mean obviously it varies among like financial aid and needs and everything but since i'm out of state the um there's like no out-of-state tuition involved. That makes sense because the public, you know, if you're in that state, you're essentially paying less than those who are out-of-state, if that makes sense. So yeah, Yeah. like 
that's like kind of like a pro about Wentworth with the private, you know, like just all that complicated, complicated nice. stuff kind of out of the way. Okay, I thought that I thought that the out of state and in state tuition things were like for every school. So it's only just for public. public. Wow, I didn't know that. I yeah, think, it's interesting. <laughs> I think generally speaking, it's only public. There, I mean, there might be some private schools where it makes a difference. I'm not sure, but um, I've seen two. I commute every day, and um, I come in on the Zaken Bridge, and the University of Maine has a billboard that's right there, like when you're leaving Boston. And um, I think because of COVID, what they did is now you can. If you don't live in Maine, you can go there for the in-state tuition price. So they basically like chop the price for everyone trying to get students to come there because them like pretty much every other college in the country is having a hard time getting students to come. And they're also hoping out-of-state people come and pay room and board because I know that they lose a lot of money. The other thing I was going to say is like, I guess, I don't know, maybe it's a little off topic, but sometimes with... um you know, people that talk about having um, tuition reimbursement or um, free government loans or government loan forgiveness, it really seems to be that whole like debate in the whole, um, the whole thing with that is they seem to really be trying to focus it on public schools, which I think is great because there's a lot of good state public schools, especially in like the Midwest and some of the bigger schools, but that with that argument too, I mean, especially in Massachusetts, there's so many really mm. high quality private institutions that would just be completely overlooked with that whole um, tuition forgiveness. And you look at places like Harvard University or MIT, some of the best schools that everyone in the world knows about, that would be, at least from what I understand, and you know, these laws haven't been passed, but pretty much completely ignored by any kind of tuition forgiveness. Yeah, it's crazy. And Definitely. every school, no matter where you go, is expensive, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I first came here, so I, we didn't have, obviously, the money because we pretty much ran out of the country. And I started to work first in a Mexican restaurant, being the best girl. Then me trying to learn English. Finally, when I did, I started to work as a waitress. My English was still, you know, and right now it's still, like, yeah. But, like, back then it was even worse. And um you know when finally I started to work as a waitress that's when I started to save the money and you would be like surprised but like working as a waitress that's how I was able to save like a big part of the money for going to school here oh and also obviously you know studying in Massasoit and then transferring Mm -hmm. could you uh you know talking about English for a second there I think that's sort of an interesting topic too so sometimes in the United States um you find that, or at least I find that people get uh, kind of like annoyed when uh, as someone who is English speaking, you have to, uh, I don't want to say deal with, but you have to interact <laughs> with, you have to interact with someone, uh, whether it's at a restaurant, like you mentioned, or, um, you know, on the phone, a lot of these call centers have people that um, don't speak English very well. Some of them do, some of them don't. Some of them are actually, um, they're based in other countries. Um, So I'm just curious, like what you might have to say as far as like being a minority woman in construction, but also having that sort of stigma of uh, not 
speaking fluent English, although I'd say it's pretty excellent. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But, you know, I'm just curious what you'd have to say about that and people that get annoyed with having to, quote unquote, deal with people that don't speak English. So I would understand it, but United States, I feel like, is a country that has so many immigrants. You know, even from the very beginning of the country, it's pretty much based on immigrants, like Scottish, Irish, etc. And, you know, it has been difficult sometimes um, for every aspect of my life, trying to make myself, you know, that people can understand me. But beside that, I mean, I understand can be difficult for them, so I don't get angry or I don't lose my patience at all. I, you know, if somebody needs me to repeat anything, I would definitely would do it. Or if I don't know how to pronounce a word, I would be like, hey, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce this. Or generally I know how to write them, but not how to pronounce them sometimes. So I will be like, hey, <laughs> this word. So, you know, it's a situation where you just need patience from both both sides for the person who speaks English and for myself too, because you cannot be like, oh, you don't understand me. Like, what's wrong with you? Not at all. It's just, you know, be patient and repeat it because it could be anybody. If you, for example, move to another country, you know, to Venezuela, for example, you're not going to be able to speak, you know, fluent Spanish. But people, I hope, I hope <laughs> they will be patient to you. You know what I mean? That type of things. Yeah, I've, uh, a couple of years ago, um, actually more than a couple of years ago, but I've been to Rome, Italy, and um, it's really nice there. But being in like a foreign country when you don't speak the language and all the signs are in a different language and all the, <laughs> you know, anything you see is in a different language, you know, some of the touristy areas is pretty good there's a lot of English and people speak English but when you get out of the tourist areas it's kind of like you know because you're, you're somewhere where you can't talk to anyone you can't you know you don't know how to read any of the signs but you know it was a fun experience and you know yeah, I've, I've been on both sides right where I'm the English speaking one with someone that's not and then also as the English speaking one with someone that you know I'm in their country and you know they don't know so it's interesting and I was just curious you know how yeah. your kind of take on that was yeah no definitely take it I, I hope so or people consider I take it on the right way um because anybody could be in that position so definitely yeah it's definitely you know important no matter like what any situation or just anything with life like kindness and patience is key and that's how everyone should approach you know every situation every aspect of life interacting with others you know it's just like really important to have that yeah definitely because it's more like treat people how you want to be treated exactly yeah it's very important i know you said that you're you've had co-ops in the past and uh you're actually working now full-time um but what, once you graduate from Wentworth what's that looking like what do you hoping to do so i'm planning to graduate this spring 2021 after graduation i'm um i already applied for the master's degree in civil engineering um it will be a specialized in construction engineering so i'll keep studying uh, as well as working and my uh, path to follow as you probably notice it would be civil engineering, I have a passion for heavy construction, for environmental 
Um, yes, I like uh, commercial and residential construction, but I tend to go more towards um, the heavy civil. Yeah, so it's just, you know, final push last semester before you graduate and then, you know, pushing towards civil engineering. And I think that's a great field to go into because like, if anyone doesn't know already, like our infrastructure and sustainability is, you know, at stake and that's just a great, you know, field to get involved in and heavy construction is awesome. Like, I love it too. That's probably my favorite class I've taken one of them. It's a, it's a very interesting um, part of the industry. And since I started um, doing my internships, both of them uh, has been focused on civil engineering and environmental. So it's kind of like, yes, this is what I want to do. And I'm, you know, trying to move forward that um, and hoping for the best. Yeah, and be super well-rounded in, you know, construction management, civil engineering, environmental. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, a, it's a pretty broad. <laughs> yeah, actually, my passion started um, in Venezuela. So I was studying industrial engineering in Venezuela. So, um, so for you to graduate, you need five years. I completed two years, and then I had to come to U.S. I was studying the third year. And I took this class, Strength of the Materials, and I just realized I love this class and I love, you know, how the fluctuations and beans and how much load you can put on a cone before it just collapses and all that. So I was like, this is what I want to do. So when I came here to US, I said, this is the perfect uh, opportunity to start or a new start in my, in my career. So. Um, when I started at Massasoit um, Community College, I went um, towards the civil engineering transfer. Yeah, the whole statics concept is very interesting. You know, there's like these charts and the beams and all that. And, you know, like it's a big challenge, like calculating the force until something breaks and all like the vectors. Yeah, I took that last semester with Professor Snow and it was definitely, you know, like a fun, interesting challenge. Definitely different remote, but... <laughs> Yes, it's a, it, it is a challenge uh, or challenging classes, but uh, that I feel like that's what makes them um, interesting most of the time. Do you have any advice uh, for any of our listeners that you think uh, that helped you or maybe you think they need to hear? Yes, I do. The first advice I can do is there, there are no obstacles, only the ones that you put yourself. You know, coming from a foreign country, and that they speak another language and trying to learn uh, as fast as possible to keep track of my life. Um, definitely was a challenge and there were so many days that was not uh, easy, but there is important to always keep in mind where you want to be and not to focus so much on the things that are not going right on your present. Um, and the other advice I want to do or give is for um, the students. I feel like um, they have a great opportunity to be in at Wentworth or any other student to be in their career because there are many people that they don't have access to school or to education. And since you have that opportunity, uh, try to enjoy it as much as you can and take advantage of it because that's where it's gonna give you that tool 
to find uh, what you want to be for life and how you're gonna make your way through life. So those are pretty much the most important ones. And since we're on the Women's in Construction Week, uh, definitely to women, I would encourage them to keep track of where they are. Don't feel discouraged for any situation. You are capable as any other person. And yeah, so keeping, you know, rocking. As a woman, I was kind of nervous doing the program as at first because I didn't have a construction background and you know I was moving cross country and you know you came like from a far way as well. That um like women are more than welcome in the program. It's been very welcoming. It's been a really welcoming experience and um, it's like important to have, you know, more diversity and more women and underrepresented groups in the industry to, you know, contribute their perspectives and, you know, diversify the company and diversify ideas. So, you know, that's all really important. Yes, most of the people that I have talked to from Wentworth and also in the, you know, companies I have worked for, they are very welcoming and they're very nice to me. So I'm lucky, but also, you know, very grateful. Yeah, it's a really supportive group. It's like a family, you know, personally haven't, you know, had any discouragement at the program. And I think that's, you know, like really fascinating and like good. It's, it's changing a lot. So, you know, I just thinking on how it used to be before for, I don't know, grandparents are, right. you know, really back in the day. And if we think, for us, it's a challenge. I can only think about how it used to be for them. So, Correct. you know, I'm glad that we are part of, you know, this changing times and. Yeah, and there's definitely still, you know, few things that need work in progress, but, you know, we're definitely at least going more forward than backwards. Yes, that's right. Thank you so much and take care guys. I appreciate it. And I hope, you know, meet you in person or see you around and yeah of course sure hopefully times get more normal soon (laughs) (laughs) yeah thank you so much i appreciate it no problem thank you for coming on the show thanks for for taking the time to check out our podcast the wentworth construction management club is part of wentworth institute of technology a university in boston massachusetts we are always looking for new guests if you are interested in coming on the show please email us at cmclub at wit.edu if you are interested in purchasing a 30 or 60 second ad to be broadcast during our show please email cmclub at wit.edu with your name contact information, and a description of what you would like to promote. Be sure to follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search for WITCM Club. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on the CM Club podcast.